Hi, and welcome to this week's In Session with Kelly. So this episode is airing on May 26, which is the 41st anniversary of my brother Brian's death. And I've talked about the impact his death has had on my family in previous Tuesday episodes, and I'll supply links to those episodes in the show notes. But today I'd like to share my perspective as someone who experienced the death of a sibling. And specifically, I want to provide a perspective for parents and caregivers of young children who have or will experience a significant death in their life. You know, Brian was 16 when he passed away unexpectedly, and I was nine. And from my view, up until then, I had a very privileged childhood experience. I spent almost all of my time outside running around, playing sports, and the only fighting I did with my mom was refusing to wear my brownies uniform because it was a dress, and that sash and beret absolutely did not help things. But basically, my parents left me alone, and that really a different feeling than I had after Brian passed and there is a difference between between being left alone to kind of do your own things as a kid and being left alone after a tragedy and I do want to say I'm not an expert at childhood development so I do think if you're a parent going through this I I think asking a therapist or your doctor about age-appropriate discussions with your child is really important But from my own experience, I think what would have been instrumental in my own development and grief was to be more included in that grief, you know, to be acknowledged that I too had that grief, even though I may not have understood it, being counted as a family member who lost Brian, I think that would have made me feel less lonely and less alone. At nine, I remember feeling like I was an outsider looking in. And that summer after his death, the house was also just so quiet. There was no life. You know, when I awoke each morning, it was to silence. My father, he would take my older brother to work with him. And my mom was in her room grieving and I was left alone. Now, I don't remember anyone talking about Brian to me or anyone telling me that it was okay to cry or to wail or to be angry or even to be confused. And at some point later that year, my parents ended up taking my brother and I to a therapist. And I walked away from that experience thinking, one, I absolutely hate therapists. And two, my parents are so selfish. I remember thinking, I'm not allowed to fall apart like my mother, and my dad, who stuffs it all down, is insensitive and rude. What does the middle of these two extremes look like for me, and how the heck am I supposed to be? I mean, I was nine, and I have a lot of anger around this even today, and it's less about my parents' actions, because as an adult, I can now understand that, you know, they each brought to the table their own inability to parent after Brian's death. And and that makes sense to me. The anger comes from the what ifs. I think about what if by inclusion, I could have had one less insecurity in my life? Or what if by being acknowledged, I would have felt seen and valued? I think life would have been different for me. 
Now, I'm not a proponent of living in the past and to sit there and stew. So I've turned this anger into sharing my experience so that one, people don't feel alone. And two, I'm trying and sometimes it's desperately trying to give you a a different perspective so maybe you can make a different choice. Okay, so what can you take away from today's episode and really from my experiences? If you're a caregiver of children who are experiencing grief, I ask you to just consider my thoughts and perspectives in caring for them. Now, I think there's three of them. And the most important, I think, to me is that as an adult, so mother, father, grandparent, aunt, uncle, or any type of caregiver, it's your responsibility to care for the living children as best you can. Now, through your own grief, this care might be minimal, but it cannot be not at all. It just can't. This is as much for you as it is for your living children. So not caring for your children will create a divide that will take years to overcome. And you will suffer not only the death of your child, but the loss of the relationship with your living children. And this isn't just for moms. This is for dads too. You know, the dads who stuff their feelings down and feel that they have to be that rock for the family. No, no more. What your child and your children need is to see you emotional and vulnerable. And I know this is so hard too, but dads, you can be nurturers just as much as moms are, and you are so needed during this time. So the second thing is I encourage you to talk about the person you lost to your living children. Keep their memory alive with stories and the love that you all have for them. Talk about them in the present tense. I always believe that Brian's spirit and soul was real. And so I encourage you to talk about your loved ones in real time. Grief is so hard, but it's infinitely worse when you can't or you feel you're not allowed to talk about them with others. So by doing this, it allows your living children to participate in life, which which they are living in, shutting down this important part of their life creates disassociation from feelings that are really common and totally natural. We want our children to feel the feelings and to learn how to work with them. So the third and final suggestion is to talk to your children about what grief is and what it feels like. Reassure your children that their feelings are valid. Crying is an expression of so many different types of emotions and encouraging your children to express these emotions without shame is really important. I also want to say it's important to teach your children that there will be times as they age where they are going to feel that joy and happiness and hope, but they will believe that these, that these good feelings shouldn't be displayed or felt because of the loss and grief that's happening within the family. Your child now might feel as though they don't deserve those types of emotions. So please make sure to celebrate your living children. Throw those birthday parties, celebrate Christmas, while also incorporating definitely a loving remembrance of the ones you lost. So I'm I'm sharing this as a sibling. And from this perspective, I understand that my words are absolutely easier said than done. But that's the point. None of this is easy and it's unfair. It sucks. And based on what I've witnessed, as a parent, you will feel 
like you want to die with the child you lost. And I'm, I'm so sorry that I have to say these words to you, but your living children need comfort and reassurance so they can live as fully as possible. They need to be given this chance because their hearts are broken and their heart is not going to entirely mend. And I just want to say this was a really hard episode. Um, I, I am still in mourning. I mourn my brother. I mourn my family. And it doesn't go away. And that's okay. Um, I have learned through healing that these feelings of heartache, they are a part of life. And as much as it hurts, it also reminds me of how much I can love and how much I loved my brother. And I just want to hold you all who are experiencing this because I feel that it's not talked about enough and maybe the support isn't as public and out there or easy to find, but I want you to know that there are lots of options for you, lots of people to talk to. And I know it means being vulnerable and sometimes it might even mean going against how you've lived your life. Um, but I just encourage you to not feel that you're alone in this and to reach out to people who maybe have experienced the things that you're experiencing. There's no reason to be alone through these traumatic experiences. And we do need to support each other and come together as a community so that everyone's feeling love when they're grieving. <laughs> 